Today, we're taking questions. Yep, live questions from our friends in the accounting community. Or people we thought were our friends. I I guess we'll find out if they really are our friends because this can go horribly wrong. We may get canceled. This may be the last drink while you think of all time. This is supposed to be one of those AMA, ask me everything or anything, not everything, please, or anything type of event. We'll see how this goes. Uh, All of this here today on Drink While You Think, a happy hour podcast. We've got even more happy because we had a bunch of friends here where a couple of knuckleheads uh, actually go out and talk about all the crazy ways we think things we're uh, doing in our firm. This being no exception to that at all. Um, I am your host, Kenji. There's my co-host and buddy over there, Matthew, who had no idea we were doing this until about two minutes ago. Uh, and Matthew normally does the sponsors, but I'll do the sponsors this week. Is that, is that cool with you, Matthew? That's cool, man. Thanks. I'll do my best to do the sponsor voice. And because it's an episode with friends, we're going to shout out a few friends this week who are sponsoring. Uh, our friend Jeff Rudner at Proceer. They are helping entrepreneurs optimize performance through check forward accounting. Jeff, thanks, buddy. I helped out Jeff with some stuff. We're talking about the Philippines, and Jeff sent us some great beer from Florida. We appreciate you, my man. And then another friend um, who I still call her a friend, even though she hates something dear to my heart. And dear to my heart is Bucky's. Yes, Bucky's. And Nicole Davis cannot stand Bucky's, but I still love Nicole Davis. Nicole Davis also sent us some beer. Uh, Nicole runs a great firm, Butler Davis. She has a bunch of other things going on, one of them being a new community that she's helping support other accountants in. So check out what's happening with Nicole Davis and be sure to send her some Bucky's love now, Matthew. Let's get into, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most ridiculous episode of Drink While You Think of All Time. Well, hopefully our, fr- our friends bought some beer. That, that that they're drinking because they're in the chat right now, all already having fun and like. <laughs> well, let's yeah, get in the beer first. Let's let's kind of let's try to lighten things. Well, up I, I took one of the, I took Nicole's beer um, because um, I just was proving the point that I like JW better because she likes you better. She sent us an IPA game night, um, the hazy IPA, and if she ever gives me grief about always saying I like JW better, this is why because I know. She likes you better. She sent me a hazy, but this one's from uh, Second Shelf, so very excited. Second self, to... not shelf. That's okay. Good, good at Second lab brewery. Self. Nice. Okay. Well, I, Take uh, they don't have a porter, so I I don't know the name. So it's okay. Uh... Take a hit of that. Tell me how it is. While I introduce mine, I got the Cosmic Crown. This is a Belgian style strong golden ale coming in. I believe at like a nine percenter. Woo. Getting Ooh. after it. Um, Jeff, thanks for this one. This is from Cigar City out of Tampa. Uh, actually, one of my favorite breweries. Probably my favorite brewery in Tampa. Um, okay, Matthew, cheers, cheers to you. And cheers to all of our friends who submitted questions, who are on and giving questions. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, if you're in the chat, put what beer you're right. drinking because... I'm just buy the questions our way, but I've got a list of questions. I'll I'll bounce okay. back and forth between the submitted questions and the list of questions. The first question, let's just get it right out of the gate. This is the very first question submitted. Matthew, why did you spend time in a hot tub with Steven Byler in Vegas instead of hanging out with all the rest of us at the ignition precon party? <clears throat> why did I do that? Well, I, I would I would think that um 
most people would think that was rational. Like you piss, pick the be- best company possible, right? To hang out with. <laughs> and I, I thought Stephen Byler, by far and away, for those who don't know Stephen Byler, is one of the most quality human beings in the community and on the planet. Um, so when we got someone at one time, there was no breaking me away from that. We were, we were going to hunker down and and catch up. And uh, it, I have no regrets. I, I'm sure the ignition party was great. And I missed all of you guys, but I got to catch up with you guys later. So I've been focusing, just for the record, at conferences on doing less connections. So fewer people, more concentrated quality time with fewer people. Um, so that's been my goal. Sounds very intentional of you. Wow. That's, I chose, however, as I do, the big party with Dan. Uh, so I chose who I wanted to hang with. So um, I, you missed out. Too bad. It was a good time at the ignition party. Uh, but again, your choice of location, I mean, the ignition party at the cool bar, you know, and, and um, across the street there was pretty sweet. And you chose a hot tub. That was, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question for you, Matthew. And I okay. see actually some of the, one of the people who submitted this question. Um, I'm supposed to confirm with you if you have ever Barbieized yourself. Barbieized? Yeah. Um, Barbieized. I don't. Did anybody do the Barbie thing for me? The AI Barbie one, where it's like turn me into a Ken. I mean, is that the question? I, I don't. Well, let's. I, I, think I don't think actually, you did that. I think you did that for everybody else. I don't think you did that for me. So that would be. Um, but I did wear pink to the Barbie movie, and I be, and I believe I have had a picture taken in a Barbie box before. But you I, did, I, and I have a I have a picture of it. However, because we're using the webinar version, oh, there it is. I can share it. Here we go. Check it out. So I don't think you did that. Yeah, there you go. There he is. There he is. But that's the real Kelly that's Parks. Not the AR. That's not the AI version of me. That's so. the real version. That's the real. I, I believe real this was in the walkway between the Cosmo and the Aria for one of the conferences one year. Is that where this is? Dude, I don't know where it is, but it's embarrassing. You embarrass That's me. Embarrassing? I have a daughter. It is not embarrassing. You've never been embarrassed by anything in your life, let alone being Barbie eyes. There you go, Kelly Parks. That was for you, KP. Um. Yes, he has been, and he's proud that he's been Barbie eyes. He does not have the digital version, though. I'll have to make one for him. I'm the only authorized person authorized to make digital representatives of Barbie out of all <laughs> of my accounting friends. All right, Matthew, you ready for another question? I'm ready. Let's go, man. Okay. There are some legitimate questions in here. Um, and here's we'll one. We'll get to those later. I don't know. I'm gonna scatter, I'm gonna throw them in here. Here's one. <laughs> what do you think is the secret sauce? that firms need to have to be successful over the next 10 years. Oh, it's the same thing from the last 10 years. They got to figure out unique ways to create alignment, either through compensation or other ways with their employees, ideally with their clients too, but like more alignment, particularly with compensation and their goals and the company goals. Mm, interesting. So, so you you focused on. I heard you say clients, but you mentioned employees. Huh? Employees is number one. If you can do it with clients, then you get this. Then you like hit the holy grail. Like you have to you have to have the employees, or you're dead, right? You have to have alignment with employees. And if you can find that mix where you can do the company employees and and clients, where you have alignment in in, in most of the things you do, that's that's the whole that's 
that's the secret thing. That's the secret holy grail right there. If anybody figures it out, let me know. It's people. It is people. I may say alignment, but it is people and retention of people. You get that good alignment, I think, uh, for sure. Will Lopez thinks that daily jacuzzi Michael Lee pictures is what create is the secret sauce. He can't even stick around for like five minutes on a live broadcast. So of course he can. He's doing a great job right now. We'll still already dropped off. He has dropped off. Oh, he has dropped off. Okay. Too too bad. Too bad. He's dropped off. Uh, Those have been good. Okay. And by the way, any guesses on who asked that last question? No. Who would ask like a thoughtful, intentional question like that? Uh, Like, let's say, oh, not Dan. Not not Kelly. Miggy has his moments, but I'm gonna go with Roman on this if it's the people. Bingo. It was Roman. It okay. was a Roman question. I got one more for Romans for me, too. Okay. I don't know if you wanted me to shout him out, but I thought they were good questions. Okay, what is your prediction of the biggest breakthrough for the accounting CAS space in 2024? Roman may may or may not know this, but you and I like to do an episode usually each year about predictions for the coming year. So we're getting a little jump on it here. What what prediction do you have? Biggest <laughs> breakthrough in accounting CAS for so, next year? So I have a I'll flip it on you and ask you this question. What was the biggest breakthrough you'd say for 2023? 2023 for the profession or for us or what, what's for the cast same category same question for this year what would you call the biggest breakthrough I, I'd say one of the one of the biggest uh breakthroughs uh was that people finally started talking about the fact that nobody knew what CAS was or no one no one had defined CAS properly I think people started kind of admitting in 2023 they're like the hell does CAS even mean? I've heard CAS 2.0. So maybe that was a step forward. And at least people, um, you know, what has been used, that nomenclature of like, oh, everyone's got to move into CAS. Finally, in 2023, people were like, I don't even know what CAS means. Like, what does that actually mean? That's one, that maybe one breakthrough. I don't know if that's, a, that's probably not a true breakthrough. Yeah, I um, think I'm guessing like the biggest impact from a technology company is um, I'm expecting the bill pay from, from Intuit to have wide reaching effects on how the cost, like how they charge, how.com into it ramp and all the like Divi would like, just pick a, pick a bill pay provider. I think that's, I would expect based on momentum, that's going to be the biggest change that we're going to have to do. If you have pricing baked into your like technology pricing baked into your costs, that's the one I think that's, the easiest one to pick technology wise uh, AI, AI is hard like i don't think i think it's got a little bit more i don't time i don't, I don't think that's a 20 20 i think in 24 i think we're going to see more of the the m a transactions pick up again back in the space i think those kind of got put on ice in 20 in 23 with the interest rate hikes and i think rates are going to come down i think the fed's going to move rates down so i think i i i think there's some i think that there was momentum building for more of that, I feel like it's going to pick back up again in 24. I, I, I wanted to take a non-tech side, right, to where we'll see. If, yeah, consolidation. I think more consolidation. I think it's going to pick up in 24. 23 was supposed to be much bigger than it was, and it just slowed because of everyone freaking out about the rate. So those are a couple ones there. Good questions from Roman, of course. Uh, let's get back into some of the, the, the fun uh, questions here, too. Um, oh, gosh, there's so many good ones to pick from. Uh, let's go with this one. Um, Matthew, how many quinceaneras have you been a 
Shambolin in? Did I say that right? That, that's coming from Miggy. There, there's <laughs> one. So, like, that's an honor, first of all. That's like saying how many weddings have you been in, like where you were the groom um, a lot of times. But um, I've been in first one. I'll pronounce that, but what, what's it called? Is it Sh- uh, Chamberlain. Like the, Chamberlain. So the, or that's how I've always said it. The um, So my, I've been once, and then my nephew of, in my family has been it once. So that's the only people in my family that have um, had that honor. So it, for those of you that didn't grow up on the border or are close with the the Mexican culture is uh it's uh it's an odd it's a kind of for the 15th birthday of, of of the females like they get to invite somebody to be their escort and that's the name of the escort that like and so, you do this whole thing it was like I did like three months like with 12 people a full wedding party on each side like 12 men 12 12 women well we were kids at the time but we Three months of practicing, like for the dances and the things. Are you kidding that me? On. No, I'm not joking. And then, then there was like the quinceanera. It was like Wait, it's a bigger you know, deal than wedding. People do that for their weddings. Like your weddings, you create your wedding party. It's usually your drunk idiot friends you this grew is, up with. And this they is a bigger. This is a bigger deal. Than, up on the, in El Paso, Texas, quinceaneras were bigger deals than weddings. Like from like a preparation perspective and a practice and. If like I it was ask a thing. My groomsmen to to practice for three months. No yeah. way. That'd be You're like 15. You can tell people to do stuff like that. So, so also by the way is I mean, I hope this is the right way to say it. But like, is it unusual that a gringo like you know you know is is well, that or not necessarily? I mean, it's just, it's just living in a border town. You see, have friends who are yeah. of Mexican descent, and or is that more common there to have? Uh, a, a basic white dude like you who's also in the Kingston era. So I didn't realize I was white until college. <laughs> okay. So like, <laughs> so like when you grow up as a minority in the United States as a white guy, like it's a different way to grow up a little bit, I feel like. So like um, I, I think it's more, it's probably people would say it's more rare, um, but that's, but that's just because like El Paso's 20% white, 80% Hispanic. Like, like, yeah, it's rarer because there's less of us. So, and <laughs> I mean, just statistically, okay. 80% of the time, you're going to be Hispanic. So, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Th- thank you. Thank you for that, Matthew. Um, another question that came in to me is, um, and this hurts me a little bit. Uh, Kenji, are you still brewing beer? I know, I know he's not, so it's going to hurt. Not him. actively, but you know what? Here's the deal. I'm. We had to go and like we're getting ready to move, and so we had to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff we don't want to take with us. I'm taking all the beer stuff with me, so I think that means I'm either going to just shuttle it and stick it in the basement of the new place, or I something deep in me is telling me to start brewing again. So we'll see about that. We'll, we'll get me to get some more brewing going. Uh, I apologize for no beers brewed here in 2023. Um, oh, let's go with the live question here. I'm nervous about taking a live one. Um, for both of you, this is coming in from Alex. By the way, Matthew, I'd like you to this this next Miles. Can you say it? Can you say it again? Miles. It's Miles. Is that right? Alex Miles. Yeah. Are you yep. sure it's not Mills? I'm sure. Okay. Let's go to this question here. Alex 
Mills. <laughs> Good old Alex Miles uh, is asking, what can tech companies in this in this industry do a better job of to uplift and propel their accounting partners and their firms forward? Um, oh, I, th- I think... Um, Oops, sorry about the dog barking there. They, they could stop window dressing like like their referral programs and like take their uh, like i've always wanted like them to actually do either referral programs or do more education for for accountants using their people that are real like the people that actually do it i'll give you an example like when we are on some of the advisory councils like i think the big miss that they have is like I would love to talk to the CMO about like my business. Like you have the access, you have the people I'm there at the advisory council. Why can't like you, you get a 20 minutes with the chief marketing officer and, and them talk to you about pay-per-click or marketing or like what they would do in, in the space or their things that they see that people are doing. Um, so I think that's the biggest miss that I see on like the advisory boards. And then the biggest miss like broadly is like funneling clients to people that believe in their products. Right. Yeah. And I, kind I, of ecosystem. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll use, I guess, just going from experience to uh, one of our keynote speakers from this year. Uh, at AcuityCon, uh, the amazing and, and ever wonderful Jacqueline Anku, right? Um, I think she came and gave one of the best keynotes we ever had and talked about building community. And she's been an expert in that. She's been an expert in building community. And she came and talked to our right, building community. And I guess this feeds a little bit into your point about the CMO piece. Most firms can't they can't have someone who focuses on education and community like a Jacqueline. But I think all of us who've been in, whether it's in GPAC with, with, with her, you know, she's been at zero and gusto and at Intuit now uh, she's been done a great job of creating educational experiences and kind of community-based programs, which are the feedback we get from our team is like, that was amazing. Right. I felt part of a community. I got educated on something and so I do agree that spending time around people like that, and maybe it's marketing, maybe it's a sales team member, having access to resources there. Also, I, I tell you one that's been valuable too that makes me think of this is, um, is also with Gusto and thinking about their Gustonomics team, right? Oh, yeah. Giving us access to things like that where Liz... Liz was like, know, like just talking about like the macroeconomic situation. Like we don't have people on our staff thinking about that. No. Like, that's that's stuff that's like huge value add, right? Huge value add. So those parts of the program like using that, your teammates yeah. that are the best people that we can't afford because no, most of no us way, no like, way a small accounting groups can ever afford those. So yeah, that's a great that's question. Tech, Alex, but... Your talent at the tech companies, like just internally, is stuff that we generally can't afford to have in house. Yeah. So getting us exposure to that is my number one. Good question. All right, back to some of the pre-submitted ones. Um, Let's see. Here's one. Matthew, who is your favorite CEO in the accounting industry right now? My favorite CEO in the accounting industry. 
Um, there's, a, there's actually a, sorry, I missed, I missed the question. That, that's not entirely correct. Okay. It, it actually read, who is your favorite CEO in the accounting industry? And why is his name Michael Lee? I can't imagine who asked that one. Okay. <laughs> who is my favorite? Um, <laughs> so that, that that's a hard question to answer because I have, I, I think of it as like people doing things better than us. And there's you lots of see people. Your business partner, me. I'm gonna cry. I'm kidding. Please don't say me. Actually, say me. Please say me. Don't say me. Okay. Oh, I thought you were excluded. I thought you're. That was a yes. Just, exclude, exclude me, just so my feelings don't get hurt. And you can tell so, me who you have a real. Of real course, you're my. Of course, me. you're my favorite, Kenji. Uh, why don't you answer this question? Who's your favorite CEO? It was directed toward you, but I'll answer it too. Well, you. Well, you've directed every question to me. That's that's great. Um, so it's a, it's um. So who is my favorite CEO? I guess with the title of CEO. Mm. Um, how many? I mean, it. <laughs> when you pick amongst your friends, this is one of those traps. Like, are you gonna pick amongst your friends, or do we pick up at like the big company kind of? Yeah, I don't know. Who are the big company ones that you think of? Oh, Michael Lee's here now. Oh gosh, the big company ones I think of. Um, uh, there've been a few. I'll tell you one that is no longer in our industry. I thought was amazing was Lexi Reese. She was CLO at Gusto. Oh yeah, I just she, thought she, she was. Just, she just shelved her campaign for Senate. Unfortunately, I know it. She shelved uh, it. Yeah, she just announced she, today. That, that she's she's amazing. She was just amazing. Uh, like Lexi. Um, oh, I've got I've got a good answer. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take this from the people that I don't know who I would like to know better. Yeah. Like, who are the people currently on my radar that I think a lot of that I need to know better? That way, I don't have to pick from the list on the people that are logged in. So Jody Grunden, who's not a CEO right now, but used to be CEO at Summit. Jody's up there. Yeah. So Jody is somebody that I would like to get to know better and have been trying to make efforts to get to know better because I think he has a lot to offer um, based on kind of just selling his company and also... Um, some of the things they have been able to do in the FP&A space. So that would be, that would There's be my daughter. We're on a live podcast right now. Daughter of mine. Oh. Hey Stella, welcome back from New Zealand. Welcome uh, back from New Zealand. Uh, so Stella just came back. She's doing a gap year program in New Zealand and she just got back this week. So um, <laughs> that's probably stuff you should say, right? Um, I should the, say uh, um, so that, that I would go with Jody right now. That's 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 how I'd answer that that thing. So you know Jody um how would you answer that question then? How would I answer that question right now as CEO? Jeez, this is gonna this is this is gonna yeah, this is gonna get me in trouble. Um <laughs> I'll go I'll go with Let's see who's in this room. Now I should probably should. What if I were to nail down in this room right now? Now there's only I see four, five CEOs in this room. No way. I'm gonna get murdered by one of them if I if I if I say it. Can you vote for me? I'm the greatest CEO of all time. I'm okay, like you're the greatest CEO. Okay, I'm, you know, awesome. I've been huge, huge. I've been, you know, the my my uh my uh not Michael Lee is my other vote. Okay. <laughs> go, go ahead. What's the next question? 
Uh, the next question is also from Michael Lee. Um, you shouldn't say that because then I won't take it as serious, but go ahead. Oh, no. These are Michael asks only very, very serious questions. Um, he, he wants to know how many drinks will it take you to get to come to the Omnia nightclub with us this Tuesday at uh, while we're in Las Vegas. This is a this is a late night nightclub. It's very loud. Um, it's music that you will absolutely hate. Okay, How it's five ten percenters to? or nine six percenters. Five ten percent beers. Okay, or, or nine, nine six percenters. That is got the official okay. answer. Michael, you got that? Please write that down. Um, that's what it's going to take to get Matthew there at Omnia on <laughs> done on Tuesday night. I don't think Omni even serves beer. It's, it's only bottle service. Okay, that's all, that's all we got. That's all we got, Matthew. Um, that's all we got there. Um, all right, let's jump around a little bit more here. Um, let's see what else we got for you. Here's another one that was submitted earlier. Where did the name Acuity come from? I don't know. There's been some confusion on this. Um, we get this confusion a lot, don't we, Matthew? Of people who go, um, I don't know the I don't know the answer to this question. Well, I, well, I do. I probably heard the story, more, but you and Stuart is more exciting. My, my old business, I, I stole the name. I, I assume it has something to do with being first in the phone book because it's an A. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. Otherwise, it would be like yeah, triple A acuity um, phone book. Am I that old? Yes, I probably am that old. I would have done something like that. Now it was my old my old business partner, and it was named Stuart Stuart Brooks. He actually started Acuity like nine months before before um, before I joined, and it was called Brook Vision. Brook because his name was Stuart Brooks. Acuity's original name was Brook Vision, and I, I, I when I joined him, I'm like, dude, we're not having something with your last name, and he agreed to. He was like, I'm not doing that. He found the name Acuity. And I'm like, ah, that sounds pretty good, and. Um, yeah, and it, like Michael mentioned, it sounds like we're saying cutie, like we're a cutie, you know, uh, who, who doesn't want to be a cutie. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, cute. Came up, that's how we found it. Always liked it from there. And ever since now, people occasionally go, I've heard of you guys. Don't you have the scheduling software? It's like, no, we don't have the scheduling software. No, and in um, Atlanta, we're not the lighting company. And there's there's a humongous public lighting company. It was my old clients back when I was in public accounting. It used to be called a different name, but they rebranded to Acuity Lighting, and so yes, they're uh, they're not them either. And uh, also, we're not the insurance company. Alex Miles just unfortunately got uh, rear-ended yesterday. Is that right, Alex? In her car, and the person who hit her had Acuity Insurance. So, well, that's who has the dot com. Those jerks. So. Acuity Insurance is the one with the doctor. So whenever people so send not the me public email company or anything to, like to that. KK at acuity.com, it goes to that insurance company. Yeah. Drop the M at the end, dot co, and it actually gets to me. So, uh, and, and Alex, we're glad you're okay. And I hope that that uh, insurance it was, company. It was, she was parked in the, like when she got hit. Like she wasn't okay. okay. Still mentally, you know, challenging. It's, it just makes you feel all the feels. It's okay, yeah, Matthew. Okay. What's the next one, folks? Dude? Live, on, folks. Keep the question. Keep the questions coming. Keep the. Um, I just had a. Oh my gosh, Miguel. Miguel asked this: Can you role play a difficult client or employee conversation where Matthew is the difficult one? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Miguel. Um, hey, Miggy. This is called a daily conversation with Matthew. A difficult 
employee conversation, I mean, different partner conversation. This is like Matthew conversation every day. Okay, we have to role play a, a difficult, which one, do, what do you want to do, Matthew, a client or an employee uh, conversation? Not, it's not client, because I'm dealing with too many client things right now. <laughs> difficult employee conversation. Okay, here we go. I got one. And you're the you're the difficult one. I'm the difficult means, employee. Actually, actually, if you're difficult, does that mean you're 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 one of us or you're the employee? I don't know. Usually, it's one oh, of us. Oh, it's, it's one of us. Okay, so I'll be the employee. You'll be the so you're, you'll be you, which is you're always the difficult one. Um, yeah. Are you ready? Sure. Um, Matthew, you you were absolutely frightening. The thing you you curse all the time. You were you were a scary person to talk to, and I have no idea usually what you're talking about. I'm going to skip four steps ahead of you to the resolution right now, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's going to go. Okay, I, I don't think we can role play this. Maybe that, that's how they, that, that is how they. That's how that was. That's how that goes. Is that that's how they go. Skips four steps ahead. Kenji has to back it down and walk it through, and then. People yeah. are scared of Matthew. That he doesn't make any sense. He's a million miles ahead of everybody else, and he confuses them, and that's what happens. That's how it goes. Okay. Let's Funny say, story. More- Funny story. Is Kenji Kenji would have to tell me, you like when I agreed with somebody, he would have to he would say, "You can't cut them off. You have to let them finish because." They've prepared to do this. And I'm like, well, if they keep talking, I might disagree with them later. <laughs> like, they need to take the win. So I forgot that's, about that. That's how difficult I am. So, awesome. Okay, here's one I'm going to keep anonymous. Uh, but this was the, the, because someone's working through something here. A little more of a serious one. Okay. If you were part owner in a firm, but you didn't feel like your equity percentage represents your contribution to the firm, how would you handle it? How would you handle it with your other partners? Ooh, the only way I ever change equity compensation is with cash, not effort. Like if you're if you're off on effort, like you fucked up the structure to start with. Like you should have vested together, you should have done something. So whenever you're dealing with equity, and this is a real controversial thing for me, I think, because I don't believe in giving people equity. I only believe in people buying equity. Like after you've done the business deal. Only way to fix equity is with cash. The way you fix contribution after that is just salaries. Like if you feel like now I'm contributing more, you deal with it with salaries and you can buy the person down. You can like sell whatever, whichever side of that you're on. You can either sell, buy down, whatever. But like if you're out of whack, I think it's a salary conversation. So Based on that comment, what I'm hearing is that you think that sweat equity is a complete farce. It's just BS. Is that right? I think that if you're going to have sweat equity, you should set that up when you set up the company and the relationship. Not, not like if you came to me and said that now, like we're 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 out there, like we're in a we would have to done that when we started. Like we would have set up this what equity conversation when we started. And, okay. And but but, but make, in general, it sounds like and I, I'm a little bit baiting you on this. In general, I don't believe I generally don't like the concept of sweat equity for my firm. 
Correct. I, I was kind of getting you there. I think you we've talked about this. I know you and I are kind of in the same place on that. I think sweat equity can be dangerous, right? I, I it can I get it. When you start, things are, you know, things can get a little bit dangerous. So okay. Um let's let's go. <laughs> I'm by the way. I have that same beer, Nicole's beer. I'm jumping into beer number two. That's how fast jumping into we'll go a little bit beer. longer here. Um, okay. We'll go a few more questions. Okay, cool. If you want to do that. Um, do you want to read one out of the, the live ones here, Matthew? While I pour my I don't, I don't, we don't have any ones live. Yeah, we do. Where? I see it. Well, I see one from Dan. Oh, Is okay. Matthew, can you tell Kenji how people like you and Byler cannot live without pilot partners? <laughs> I don't Great know. Question, that. Dan. Can, can how we can't live? With, I don't know how anybody can live without partners. First of all, because first of all, you and Kenji would be freaking lost without me and Byler. For the way, for the record, I know for a fact Dan, about Kenji because what is he, he talking had, about? He had a ten-person company for the first eight years, and I <laughs> now it's one hundred and fifty people. So now, I'm like, <laughs> but I couldn't have done that without him. So yeah, that's fired. It, it was a com- it was a combo. So I'm just saying, dude. Well, so let's think about guys, this way. You guys okay. can't do shit without us. Here, just for the here, record, I want you. I want to imagine this. And this, this, okay. This, this is this is. Uh, yeah, Byler's over there smiling. Imagine. Oh, Byler's on. Hey, man. I'm going to propose this. Okay. If let's say the roles, the things were reversed here, and it was you and Byler, call it the Hot Tub Boys, had their own firm, and me and Dan. You know the the, you guys uh, the party it, boys had a farm. You guys, Here's what happened: we would be the happiest, and you guys would implode the fastest. No, 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 no. no you're wrong. <laughs> that, that's a, you. You were close. Dan and I would have the most fun, and we'd be like probably dead. The firm would be dead in a month. I think you guys would be like, you guys would live on forever, but you'd be miserable. We wouldn't be miserable. I mean, not miserable, but like just it wouldn't be very fun. I think we'd be happy. Maybe we should, Byler, Byler, let's start a firm. Screw these guys. <laughs> you ready, Dan? Right here. This is what happens on a live drink. What you think? Firms to start merging, partners break apart. You know, new relationships. It's very, it's very fluid in this accounting <laughs> yeah. fashion. The things that end up happening. Um, wow. Okay, great, great, great question, Dan. Um, <laughs> uh dan's oh i love the chat i wish the chat could be we're gonna find next time we do youtube live the chat will be um shown in the video here um a few more here let's see um matthew will you play on the tax hack soccer team when you next time you come to austin or will you ghost miggy again Oh, I did not ghost Miggy. First of all, Miggy ghosted the whole X Pack. So, like, that's just to clarify for the record. Um, but yes, if I am, if if I can walk, my my wife said I have to be able to walk after I play the game. So that's currently I'm I'm still in uh, on the IR because I can't play a soccer game and not walk the next day, not be able to walk, or I have to not complain when I walk. Well, she has to also not recognize that I'm in pain. So, so isn't that like, just better drugs? Isn't that just better drugs next time? Well, yeah, we could get some better drugs than me. We can do that. We can figure this out. <laughs> just saying, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to solve this. 
Um, yeah. I'm open for creative ideas, Maggie. Okay, Maggie's got another one. Um, how do you, how do you guys feel about hiring Gen Zers as boomers? I guess he's saying opposed to Gen Zers as opposed to boomers. Oh, we're pretty we're pretty heavy on boomers. We're pretty boomer we're heavy. We're pretty boomer heavy, but we're starting to see some Zers, so we're getting more knowledgeable about the Zers thing. I, I don't know. I think it's a different. You know what's interesting that... is like I've always felt that. Um, Actually, the, the 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 wants and needs of the Gen Zers, they are a plenty. The Gen Zers have many things they would like. Oh, Zers after what's millennial. Funny, millennial Zers after millennial Zers is I think so. Tipped in the yeah, it's like, and it's stem and stuff. It's it's like we're going other ends of the spectrum here. I think it was what Niggy's saying. What I actually find though is that, um, oh Peter Wynn in the house too. Sorry, I'm seeing all these names. Uh, is that I think that what I found is that even though we've been mostly a, we were probably skewed more to boomer and to you know get X. Not, less so more X we're more we're more skewed but, but I but I think that I think the Gen Zers and sometimes like, it's easy to be like oh my gosh these Gen Zers the millennials like oh. it, it, they at least kind of speak up and give some ideas about like new ways to do things and what's funny is. The boomers are kind of grinders. They're like, this is the way things work. This is the way, you know, I just do the same old thing over and over. But usually when we introduce like, well, you know, we learn from, you know, some of the Gen Xers or Gen Zers or whatever millennials are like, you know, this kind of concept of remote work is kind of interesting. And this is 10 years ago. This is getting kind of pushed on us. And we kind of listened. And like, I remember we had some of our older staff were like, I want to come in the office. And then when they tried being at home for a bit, they were like, uh, actually, this is kind of nice. So I love the blend of having a bit of the, the boomers and the Gen Zers. Actually, what's really cool, Miggy, is we've seen uh, some of our offsites, I think our offsite, some of our fun uh, roadshows, is to where when you blend the groups together, they actually blend much better than I would have ever thought. Like I always see um, – you know, we, we have Graham who leads our CFO practice and and he's you know Graham Graham is definitely boomer and old school and he's kind of done everything. And the younger Gen Zers like gravitate toward him and he kind of gravitates toward them too. Like they all kind of hang together and have a great They're time. Wise. We don't yeah. have any we don't have They're any wise. Z's on the on the off sites. We have Y's. But you had to look it up, didn't you? No, I'm guessing. I'm Z's pretty Z's pretty much our Philippine crew. Yeah, but I mean, it, they, they blend together better than I thought. But oh, yeah, the it, multi generation, I think it goes yeah. a lot better than I think always. It goes better than you. Th- I thought it would happen. It, it would, right? Um, they there there are certain things like last time we were at the offsite, like Graham's teaching all the young folks about like bourbon and what's the right kind of way to drink bourbon. Here's the right, you know, it's just great and all that. And they're some of them are learning about so, the boomers are learning about social media and some of the ridiculous TikTok things where you you're doing. So yeah, there's some there's some uh, interesting crossovers there for sure. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right, final question, and then we'll okay. wrap this up. Right. Um. Oh wait, uh, Alex Miles has another one. Let's go to Alex. I love the live questions. Alex has had some good ones. Okay, Alex, the next one is in the spirit of conferences. What is your favorite part about attending in-person events? What is your least favorite part? 
What value do you gain when leaving events? So like, okay, what's the best and worst about events? Like what's the takeaway value there? Um, For sure, the <clears throat> the live events, when you're around the right people, are are thought-provoking and challenging and energizing in a way that that you can't replicate anywhere else. So QuickBooks Connect, which is the one that we just came up from, was an extraordinary event, right? It for for me, because I had these interactions with several people, but that was part of it because like Byler and crew were 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 with me for three days before. But um, but then even at QuickBooks Connect, the interactions I have with people were like, how do I stretch my thinking on SaaS topics? I was like with Roman, right? How do I stretch my thinking with FPA products? And that was with Jody, right? So how do you how do you keep stretching um yourself? How do you improve yourself? So like conferences, I guess for me, are the place where it's the most clear where you identify places that other people are still doing stuff better than you and you remind yourself that and then you mind and there's still places to grow. Um, so that's the best part for me. Do you have a question? My, my best part? Yeah. Or you do your worst? Um, oh, my, my worst part is that like I always feel freaking exhausted and, and I don't have it. Like sometimes I don't capture all my notes and like do some of that stuff and I have conference voice and never never fun for that stuff it's all yeah i'll I'll, I'll double down on on the the worst part is you come out of those things and and i you're pretty exhausted pretty wiped out um and whether i've had people say like oh my gosh you you seem to handle conferences so well yeah for the most part but i'm still pretty banged up coming out of conferences um truth about kenji here I, I mean, but I just the reentry, the reentry uh, into regular life is a little rough, and the impact it makes on family and things like that, I think, is 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 challenging. I, I don't particularly like that part of it, um, but I will say that like the best part, and I had a, I've had some moments to reflect on this this year. There's lots of there's lots of great parts, but it is all around the relationships. I, I've I said this is to where I think that the value, and this has changed, but this past year, the value of being on advisory councils, and there's been a bunch of them, going to conferences, there are a bunch of them, is that it's been a running calendar of reunions, of friendships, um, that I get I get a chance to kind of be with friends on a very, very regular basis. And I just don't know that that, I, I just think of the way that the world works these days, I'm getting kind of, you know, whatever sappy about it, but you know, you just don't get to see and connect with people as much as we used to. Man, this community and conferences and things like that, like just, just pr- provide a great opportunity to be with people who are legitimately dear, dear friends. And so I value that highly. And you know, those friendships, have produced for us are a lot of great things. We've had mergers come out of them. We've had new employees join us. We've probably in some ways had new business come out of it. So there's been some good business value out of it. But I mean, the relationship value is off the freaking charts. I mean, it's just off the charts going to these things. But you come home, it's wiped out. But I've I've said that. we we talk, I talk about this all the time. I, I, that's the kind of life I want to live is I, when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I want to be exhausted. I want to be, I want to, yeah. you know, I, I don't want it to be like, okay, I'm bored. Eh, go to bed early. Uh, but 
the conferences create an environment that, that absolutely facilitates that kind of that kind of thing. So um, that that's what I enjoy about it. Um, I'll say the other thing, Alex, on the the value. There's lots of value that I gain out of it. One of the values we realize is I try to do my best. We both we all do. I say all with Matthew and other team members ago is to bring the experience of a conference back to our team because I think it's the one thing that our team doesn't have the capacity, the ability, or sometimes the desire to be at a conference. But we can kind of bring little bits and pieces back, and I think that's something that um, I've seen particularly this year is where the, our community is great. And if they know they're a part, sometimes people don't know they're a part of the community. That kind of community is awesome. And we get to experience all the time as speakers and things out there, but bringing that back and letting our team know like, hey, you're actually part of a really cool community that is uh, supports one another, that has great technology partners out there. So I like bringing it back. And it's part of the biggest value is letting people know that there's a huge community out there that's incredibly supportive. So, okay. all right. Last question, Matthew. This came in. This came in. Oh, all right, your beer. <laughs> uh, well, not, yeah, I'm now drinking that one now too. <laughs> um, this came in. Who's the better accountant, Matthew or Kenji? Oh, like technical accountant? <laughs> no, you just said accountant. Like by a mile. Like I'm a like I'm a I'm like a better accountant by a mile than you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you ever seen my accounting skills? <laughs> no. No, so? anybody else. <laughs> That's not true. Who has an active ZPA license? Like who gives a crap about accounting still? Me. Oh my gosh. Did you just tie? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just tie accounting performance with the CPA, the AICPA, the most dated? Uh, like, I, are, how old are you? Are you a boomer? How many people? Right now. I, I, I do think that me keeping up my license versus you that like gave up 22 years ago or whatever it was. No, gave I gave up like five years ago. I was like, this is, this is stupid. This is not this is stupid. So yeah, I'm the better accountant. Yes. <laughs> no, I disagree. <laughs> you, you're, you think you're a better accountant than me? Like Listen, the- if it's technical, if it's technical accounting, if it's knowing SEC regs, gap, you know, FASB pronouncements. Yeah. You probably got me up. You got me. There. That was nice. <laughs> So it's technical accounting. That was what I just said, dude. I, well, that you define it as technical. I, okay, how how, if, how, um, how would you define it to where you were better than me then? What what if I, we did it as a okay? Um, if we had to have, if you and what, this would be crazy. What if you and I had to go out on like our next CFO like engagement that came through, and we like you get a choice, Kenji or Matthew. We oh, just we just did that not, like ten. That's times. not right. That's not what right. What do you mean that's not right? You would have to have a blind taste test because everybody's like, "Oh, everybody loves Kenji." That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes you want like, you want who wins the popularity contest of accountants? Yeah. Kenji. Who is a better accountant? Matthew. Like that's it. That's just like like I'm just saying objectively. Hey Kelly Parks, <laughs> uh, remember when I used to like you? Sorry, I say that because <laughs> Kelly just said Matt voted for Matthew all the way. Um, I think if we took a poll of the crew right here, we would be like, who is the better accountant objectively? Yeah. And th- they would be like, no. And then if we took a poll of like, who do you like better? Like you would win all those. 
<laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Okay, fair enough. We'll we'll just we'll leave it at that. I am a better um, technical accountant. He is a better relationship accountant. I guess. I mean, who knows? All right, let's rate our beers real quick. Follow us on Untapped as always. You can see all the beers we've consumed, which is a little bit dangerous. Uh, but Untapped, I'm going to give the Cosmic Crown that I'm drinking. I really like that. Um, a Belgian strong ale at 9% ABV. I'm going to go, I'll go 425. 425 on that. That was nice. And then Matthew, we both get to rank this one since we both had a bit of it. I'm still drinking it. The Game Nights. Um, if we can find the Game Nights. There it is. Oh, uh, no. Oh, you saw it? Second. There, there it is. There it is. The Game Night IPA. Um, Matthew, give me give me your – we'll do a blend here. What's yours first? I did the 425 on that one. I, I kind of like the hazy. It's oh, really? Nice, it's a nice touch. So. so. Plus, I was going to go three. I was going to go three seven five. Well, you can get it. It's okay. I, I would bump up. We'll go four. We'll make, put in the middle four. Four I, I for both that. of us. It was nice for Nicole to send us beers too. So I'm in that. It was spot. nice for to send us beers. Better representations of hazies I found. It's not as. That's not. We didn't drink it as fresh as we probably could. Um, this has been fun. We may try this again next time. We'll maybe have a little more planning in advance. Uh, I will say this. Yeah, we could open this up. I could do this. This is fun. I, I like. Thank you for those of you guys that tuned in. I appreciate it. I think the next Thanks one we'll do is maybe allow if people want. Uh, our marketing team, which I called like 10 minutes before this thing started, said, here's what's happening. They were like, wait, are people trying to join and jump on? I said, no, I think it's just questions. So we were talking about <laughs> letting people come on and ask their questions. We may do that. Through YouTube Live or Instagram Live, we'll maybe see about well, that. You can in the do future. it. On, you can do it in Zoom. You can bring people. You can do it in on. Zoom too. There's lots of ways to do that. We may open that up, but uh, we are, as always, grateful, grateful, grateful for our friends out there and making uh, even times when we're apart and not the conference, like some of us will be this week, fun and enjoyable. But as always, Matthew and I try to be transparent, open about things we're doing at Acuity. But uh, we love y'all. Keep the questions coming. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, as they say. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.